I analyze dreams to keep my head level Strip mining the system to stare at the devil A whiny voice flexing but it got no real power You tell them to flee and they'll be gone in an hour One words are like brass knuckles connecting to y'all's jaws of glass I ain't losing, I don't lose, so fight fair This is for the real ones who ears are open, no they're here There's a reason my voice comes through while you're sitting here Something gets a fine tooth, a bump on your way to work And other know the spirit is hitting in, so let it work Yeah Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to Glory Podcast. I'm your host, Monk. You got one more week of running this little promo for the book. The book is called Reclaiming the Man, A Rough Guide to Knowing Your Divine Self by Matt Monk. You can find that on Amazon. If you want a free copy, here's what you got to do. Go to Apple Podcast. You're probably listening to this on Apple Podcast. So just stop what you're doing. Go leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Then you want to you want your free copy of the book. Take a screenshot of that. Email it to glowrymusic at gmail.com. You'll be entered into a drawing. After this week, we're drawing, and then the winner will be announced. Well, not now, but we will contact you and send you a free copy of that book. Other things, uh, go get the little Nook album that is out, or it's a mixtape, really. So that features beats by T-Raw, who on the first album we did Sidewalk, he did all the beats for that. So he's got some beats on this album. We got beats by Epic, The Don, and J-Dean. Well, funny story with J-Dean, but... Anyway, uh, so we got a few different artists featured on the production side. And then, of course, I'm doing all the spitting on that. So if you want to be a guest on this podcast, send us a query at glowrymusic at gmail.com as well. And let me know who you are, what you're about, what your plugs are, and then topic ideas that you may or may not have. Now, I'll have to vet that and maybe have a couple conversations with you to see if it's a go or not. But if that's something you're interested in, get at us. We are looking to grow the show and include some more guests. And I'm a big fan of just, man, I want I want everyday people, quote unquote, everyday people who are doing big things and doing life the right way because we have much to learn from each other, Right. So much of the celebrity culture, we idolize these people. They don't really need to be speaking for us. So why don't we speak for ourselves? So if that's you, again, send us an email, glowrymusic at gmail.com. And just put there in the heading um, podcast episode. All right. So getting into today's episode, I just completed a 60 day body weight and odd object challenge so what that is it's a physical challenge now i've done this challenge a couple times and i like to cycle through this challenge every couple of years to see how my body responds so what i mean by body weight and odd object challenge is it's a workout you know it's a workout routine and i'm sticking to certain principles but part of the challenge is to me i'm in the weight room a lot right i lift weights and so this is to get my body out of the routine of lifting weights 
and doing the normal types of cardio that I do. So now we're not allowed to lift weights, but there's stipulations on it. So you can lift weights, but I was only allowed to use dumbbells and kettlebells. And not, neither dumbbell or kettlebell could weigh more than 60 pounds. Sorry, 50 pounds. So nothing more than 50 pounds. I could use medicine balls, bands, and any odd objects I found. So this could be the toolbox I had lying around the house, which I used for some stuff. It could be, you know, that bag of mulch you have sitting around, that bag of sand, that bag of concrete. When I was out at my parents' ranch, they had all these old stones sitting in this field. I used those stones for stuff. So any odd objects you can find, they can weigh any amount. The only weights you're allowed to use are kettlebells and dumbbells. And each kettlebell dumbbell cannot weigh more than 50 pounds. Okay. And then anything else you do is a body weight only. Okay. So... Those were the stipulations between uh, for how to approach the challenge. So, and that's what I mean by the body weight and odd object challenge. And I did this before. I didn't measure. I didn't do benchmarks before or after I did this challenge. But those are the nuts and bolts of the challenge. So, why did I do this challenge particularly? And why have I done it in the past? So, it gets into this idea of we have progressive overload. That's the concept for those of you who are more attuned to physical training and the personal training side of things. Progressive overload, a uh, very generic concept of how to get your body to adapt to new stimuli, which in turn will give you the gain that you want or the benefit you want. So what ex- um what progressive overload would be like in a weightlifting sense would be, okay, I've been lifting this weight. Let's say I've been lifting 100 pounds. I've been doing bench press. I've been lifting, doing 100 pounds bench press for three sets of eight. I did that for three weeks. Okay, my body's going to adapt to that. And eventually, my body is going to see no, no changes, nor am I going to start really having any benefits if I keep doing the same thing the same way. So to progressively overload in that weightlifting sense, after a couple of weeks of that, I would either need to, one, do more repetitions with the same weight, or two, do the same amount of repetitions at more weight, for example. It, it's more nuanced than that, and it goes, um, goes further. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's the basic concept, right? Progressive overload. So now we have to increase the intensity or increase the duration, or you can increase both. So increasing the intensity would be, hey, we're doing more weight. Increasing the duration would be, we're doing the same weight, but now we're doing more reps, so the muscles are under tension for a longer duration of time. You can apply the same concept to your cardio, right? If I ran two miles a day for two weeks at eight minute a mile pace, right, at the about the end of two weeks, my body's going to be adapted. And in order for me to keep progressing, I'm going to have to add a different stimulus, meaning, or progressively overload that. So what that would mean was, okay, I'm going to have to run three miles now at the same pace, or I'm going to run two miles now, but instead of an eight minute a mile pace, I'm running at seven and a half minutes per mile to get that example. 
Okay, so you can apply this concept of progressive overload to almost anything you do. It doesn't have to be relegated to just your physical training. However, getting into the reason I'm doing the challenge, your body, kind of in the context of this progressive overload, adapts to the stimuli you give it. So if I'm giving it the same type of input at all times, so and for my purposes, you know, I lift weights in this type of progression. I do that for most of the year, and I've been doing that for most of the year for the last about year and a half. I'm starting to notice like, okay, I'm getting good gains. I'm getting good benefits over here doing these things, but I'm starting to see when I do these over other things over here, I'm feeling like I'm limited. The second reason is I'm bored. Right, It's the same thing over and over, so I either need to find a new movement to do or I need to find something else to do just to keep it fun because here's the thing. When you get older and this thing becomes a lifestyle, you don't want to get bored, so you want to add, like, I'm not training for anything specific. Get me? Definitely not training for anything specific. I mean, my goals are simply to stay as strong and athletic as possible at as light a body weight as possible. So I don't sacrifice flexibility and speed for getting jacked, if that makes sense. I want to be strong. I want to be explosive, but I also want to be able to move. Okay. But it's not like... I'm a professional athlete training for a specific sport or a specific task. If I were doing that, my training would look a lot different. That being the case, like there's not a time crunch for me and I can experiment and that experimentation actually provides a welcome break. It provides some new stimuli, which actually is really good for the body doing a different stimulus, even if it's less intense sometimes, just providing a slightly different stimulus to your training can open up your body to new ways of expressing itself. And then two, it actually works into this progressive overload concept. So in the odd object and body weight challenge I did for 60 days, although I wasn't lifting as much weight, Although some of my workouts were shorter, some of my workouts were longer, and a whole variety of things. Because the type of training I was doing with a lot of the stuff was so different, this provided the progressive overload. My body made some really good adaptations. So that is why I did the challenge. Was one, just to keep me from getting bored, but two, to see how my body would adapt and to see how my body would feel. So let's talk about the gains aspect of this. My cut, as far as my definition in my body, okay, so I'm more cut and more lean right now than I was before I started the challenge. And I did not change any aspect of my diet. I ate exactly the same. In fact, I might have ate a little bit worse. And we'll get into why that is in a second, why I was eating worse. Um, But so I didn't change my diet and my body fat percentage has gone down. I lost weight and I'm in the process of testing like what my marks would be more or less from the weightlifting side. I know just from the lower body aspect, I lost nothing in terms of like my maxes and doing like a split squat in a standard 
I measure I measure my squat now doing a full butt to grass squat, right? That means my you know my hamstrings covering my the back of my calves, squatting all the way up. That has stayed the same, and I didn't lift anything heavier than fifty pounds that whole time, other than some weird ob- odd objects. But I did mostly carries with those. Uh, and then, like I said, my body weight percentage it fluctuated, so or my body fat percentage went down a whole percent. So I went from eight percent down to seven percent uh, during this challenge, and I'm down about ten pounds over two months. Um, so those are some of the things that have happened in terms of just changing in my body composition. Now there can be other factors. One of the factors is when you're doing an odd object challenge and body weight challenge like this, there tends to be more cardio built in because the natural progression to progressively overload this is you do more repetitions. And then that turns that one provides a little bit more hypertrophy. And for me personally, I've noticed when I'm not lifting like heavy weight, for whatever reason, I get to a certain weight where I'm lifting you know, certain marks with my upper body and my lower body. And it's like the only way my body knows how to adapt is to just start gaining weight. And I don't know how to get past that threshold. I haven't done enough research. Uh, and frankly, though, my experience is once I kind of hit that threshold, I back off because I don't want to gain any more weight. And I haven't found the sweet spot at how to continue to get stronger and maintain that without jumping up to where I'm 220 225 230 pounds i do not do well once i get above the 210 mark really in terms of how i feel my ability to move effortlessly and seamlessly through my environment in the way that i like to move but you know right now at the end of this so i started the challenge sitting um at about 208 right now i'm sitting at you know between 195 and two and 198 uh, other things that I've noticed is on my jump days, and so this is how I measure a lot of my gains when I'm jumping, vertical jump. I am able, now my max output isn't quite as high as it is when I'm at the end of a big strength block where I'm lifting weights. However, what I'm able to do on the average day where my energy's low and I don't feel great, I'm able to hit some good marks in, in terms of my jumping. What I you know, let's say what I would able to, what I was able to do like a year ago on a good day, I'm doing on a bad day or a normal day right now at the end of this challenge. So that's interesting. But I think part of it is because once you, you when you're working primarily with your own body weight, your recovery, and this is what I've noticed, your recovery gets a lot quicker and you're able to put more repetitions into your body and you recover quicker. And, you know, that cycle just sort of continues because it's less taxing on your nervous system. When you lift heavy weights, the gains, there are the potentiality for quick gains are typically a lot more. However, you need a lot more recovery because it taxes your nervous system. And that's something that's difficult in terms of when you're trying to develop speed or develop jumping ability is if you're lifting heavy weight, and you're doing that other stuff, 
you could be on the upside in the middle of an upside, but when you're doing your jump day or your sprint day or whatever, you might not be feeling it. You might feel like you're going backwards, but that's just because your nervous system is taxed. And once you go through that plateau, boom, on the other side of it is a big gain. But for me personally, what I've found in the midst of at the end of this challenge, just basically I'll tell you, less. I need less recovery time. Um, I'm more cut, so I dropped 10 pounds and then a whole percent of body fat in the body fat percentage. And I worked out, I think I worked out 57 of the 60 days, right? So in two months, I only had three days where I didn't train. And so normally if I'm lifting heavier weight, I'm taking a full day off once a week without fail. Every once in a while, I might break that if I feel like it. And sometimes I might take two days off depending on how I feel when I'm lifting the heavier weights. So that was one. So that was, that was one thing I found. And But those are some of the gains, the benefit aspect of taking on this challenge. So... Part of the re- uh, the other reason why I did this challenge was just the creativity required. You have to in- have to adapt and get creative with different objects, and using those different objects require you to do movements differently or learn completely new movements. Like I discovered through this process, a bunch of different ways to do Turkish get-ups or variations of Turkish get-ups, which we would just call get-ups which is a great, it was just great for just core stability, strength, and cardio. Uh, but the challenges it presents is you have to get creative. You have to, one, come into things with a plan, but two, also be able to adapt and flow with the environment, which I think is a real, you know, it's a real world skill. It kind of preps you and primes you for dealing with adversity and dealing with the unexpected in your everyday, day-to-day life. One thing I particularly enjoyed were these days where I just said, I'm going to go to the woods, you know, because where I live, I'm right on the edge of a national forest, so we got these trailheads, and, you know, it's literally thousands of acres of pristine, untouched forests, and we got, you know, hundreds of miles of trails that run through and back and forth and across this area. So one of the things I really look forward to on certain days were I would go out there without really a plan in mind, just saying, hey, I'm going to spend 90 minutes on my feet going down these trails. And I would sprint. I would jump off things. I would jog. I would walk. I would grab a log. So one thing I did, I found this nice, it was about a 32-pound log was when we weighed it. And I carried that thing. in a variety of ways, I carried that thing for five miles. It's a great burn, great workout, great challenge. And it was mentally challenging as well. But that, that was fun. And those are some of the challenges that came along with doing this, was just finding ways to plan around what you were doing and then having to adapt to the new stimuli, to the new environment around you. Because... I guess the real thing I was looking for in doing this challenge was to kind of shake me up and get me out of some complacent training habits that I had. 
So all in all, just a couple of the takeaways that I had was one, just reforging that adaptability. And I think the adaptability piece is huge because if you can be adaptable, it's like the tr- you know it's like the tree tree being the tree that bends and doesn't break is going to be around for a long time. And I think you can apply that being adaptable in your mentality, being adaptable in your ability to learn, being flexible. Now I'm not saying you don't have standards. You got to have standards and you got to have boundaries, but. Knowing what those lines are and in the midst of those lines and holding yourself accountable and holding other people accountable, you can adapt to new situations. And the more adaptability that you have, the less you're going to be caught off guard. And even if you are in an uncomfortable situation, because of that adaptability that you train now or you have trained, you're used to the discomfort. So it's not that the discomfort is going to be comfortable and easy, but you've exercised the muscles, so to speak, the mental muscles to be go, to be able to go through the difficult situation. The other thing, the other takeaway or one of the other takeaways I got from this is just being able to look around in your environment and see things in a different way. So much of life, is about seeing things from a different perspective or changing your perspective. So just in the context of doing this challenge, not being able to just to go in my normal routine, do what I do and call it a day. Now I was having to go into a weight room, go into the woods, go into my garage and come up with a different type of plan because I'm using different types of tools, which caused me to see the world and experience the world in a different way. Now, we can apply seeing and experiencing this world in a different way as in a variety of different scenarios. You know, an electrician walks into a room and sees the room through the eyes of the electrician. He's going to see a whole world much different, say, than the architect who walks into the room and understands the blueprint print and the layout which is going to be much different than the interior designer who walks in, sees the room, and sees what interior design aspects are going on. And so this caused me just to see in this small context of my life, to start seeing things from a different perspective, and then the applications of that different perspective, which I think in turn, when I apply that to dealing with people day in and day out, It softens you, not in terms of your mindset, but it softens you in terms of your your being judgmental, holding things against people because you're able to understand that, hey, I might not agree with you, but I understand you have a different perspective and the world from your point of view seems different than me. And in fact, you live and operate in some senses in a reality that's slightly different than mine and that's okay so i know it was a simple physical challenge but it took on this mental aspect this aspect that caused me to look at or causes me to look at people differently that then gets into this spiritual aspect of how we consider things 
So I'll leave you with that, man. Consider your perspective, but then consider the people sitting across the table from you. The person sitting next to you. They're going to see the world slightly different than you, and that's okay. So maybe sit down and ask them, hey, what's the world like for you, brother? What's the world like for you, sister? And listen to what they have to say. No judgment, just pure divine curiosity. And then guess what? They'll want to listen to you if you open up to them. And then you share your story with them. And that's what it's all about. So kind of a shorter episode this week, guys. But that was it. That 60-day odd object and body weight challenge. If you want to try it, man, try it yourself. Tag me on your post and let me know how it's going. And I can hook you up with some suggestions and workout programs if you want that too. All right. Go hit all of our plugs, you know, on the social media. Email us if you would like to be on the podcast. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Again, last week, shoot a, shoot a screenshot of your rating and review to glowerymusic at gmail.com and we'll put you in the drawing for the free book. Go get the little Nook mixtape. It's out on all digital streaming platforms. And as always... Man, go spread the love to your brother, to your sister, to your neighbor, man. And as always, again, it's your boy Monk. Peace and blessings to you from the Most High. I'm out.